You are probably aware of the utility of using meditation techniques for a variety of symptoms such as insomnia and anxiety, but using it for couples therapy? Welcome to the ReachMD Book Club. I'm Dr. Leslie Lund, author of You Can Think Like a Psychiatrist, your host, and with me today is David Shanahoff Kalsa. He is the director of the Research Group for Mind-Body Dynamics at the Institute for Nonlinear Science at UC San Diego. And he's the president of the Kalsa Foundation for Medical Science in Del Mar. He's the author of Kundalini Yoga Meditation, Techniques Specific for Psychiatric Disorders, Couples Therapy, and Personal Growth. Welcome to ReachMD. Thank you, Leslie. I'm happy to be here today. David, why did you write this book? You know, actually, I was invited to write it by Deborah Mahmood, who's the director of professional books for W.W. W. Norton and & Company. And in 2004, she was looking at the titles for the workshops that were given at the American Psychiatric Association in New York City, and she saw this title, Kundalini Yoga Meditation Techniques for Psychiatric Disorders. And she thought, maybe there's a book in there. And she did a web search on me and found out there's a lot of material And so when she invited me to write a professional book, I decided, why not? Tell us a bit about kundalini yoga meditation. You know, it's really, it's the ancient, ancient side of yoga. Yogis thousands of years ago had discovered through empirical processes a wide, wide, wide variety of techniques. In fact, in the system of kundalini yoga, as taught by Yogi Bhajan, he taught approximately 5,000 different meditation techniques in 35 years. Every time he'd teach a class, he'd teach another technique. So what can vary is the breathing pattern, the use of sound, the eyes, the posture of the eyes, where you're focusing the eyes, the hands, the fingers, and things like that. There's an extraordinarily wide combination of permutations of how we can use our hands, our eyes, and different sounds and breathing patterns and so forth or even the tongue, to affect our brain, to affect our psyche, to alter mind-body states. The tongue? The tongue. And one of the techniques, it's called a meditation for treating insanity. The eyes are focused on the tip of the nose, the tip you cannot see at the end. The tip of the tongue is placed against the upper palate on the top of the mouth. And the mouth is stretched open wide, and you're breathing slowly in and out the nose. And that was a technique that yogis discovered that was useful for treating insanity. It quickly stills the mind, three to five minutes of that, and it can help make somebody's mind that's very wild, very still. It's one of the techniques in the protocol that I have for treating obsessive-compulsive disorders. How hard is it to learn these techniques? Some of them are real easy. Some of them have a learning curve that's rather complex and difficult, although it doesn't mean that the technique itself is difficult. In fact, one of the most difficult techniques to learn, and when I say it's difficult, meaning, you know, when you're walking, you don't think about it. It's second nature. So some of these techniques that are very complex, it takes a while before all the different parts become second nature. But then you can do it very rapidly, and you're not thinking about doing this part and doing that part, but getting the mind to pay attention in the beginning to this pattern or that pattern and this combination of this, that, and the other can be a challenge for some people, but there's always something out there that can help somebody 
who really has zero training whatsoever and has a great need. I mean, there's a technique called when you don't know what to do, it's a breathing pattern. It's easy to do. These are easy to do. It just takes a few minutes to learn to memorize the parts to it. What disorders do you find especially responsive to kundalini yoga meditation techniques? All of the anxiety disorders, including OCD, and of course, generalized anxiety disorder, phobias, panic disorders. I have a a lot of experience treating major depressive disorders and also some with grief. Not a lot with grief because not that many people come to see me for grief. But more recently than not, a lot of patients are coming to see me for bipolar disorders. And we have an extraordinary protocol for treating that. Also, I've done a lot of work with treating addictive impulse control and eating disorders. I have a protocol that's very specific for that in my book treating sleep disorders, of course. There's actually a technique in that book for reducing the time that one needs to sleep overall. I actually, at one point, it was the first technique I'd ever practiced myself on a highly disciplined basis back in 1975. And I reduced my need for sleep to less than three hours. I'd go to bed at 11 o'clock at night and wake up by two. And I had all the sleep that I needed. I was 26 years old at the time. And it was probably easier to do that then than it would be now. To go on, I've had experience with treating chronic fatigue syndrome, a lot of experience treating attention deficit, hyperactive, and comorbid disorders, and a fair amount of experience treating post-traumatic stress disorder. And usually patients come to me with a multitude or a variety of disorders. It's usually not like one clean condition. If you're just joining our discussion, you're listening to ReachMD, XM157, the channel for medical professionals. I'm Dr. Leslie Lunt, your host, and with me today is David Shanahoff Khalsa, author of Kundalini Yoga Meditation. Now, David, I'm especially interested in how you use this technique in couples therapy. How does that work? All right. Imagine that two people are limber enough to sit on the ground in a cross-legged position their knees are touching. This is just one of the exercises. And there's mantras that we tune into in the beginning to help create a meditative state of mind and a more peaceful and centered state. But imagine that your palms are against your mates. You're sitting there, right palm against left palm, left palm against right palm. Your eyes are open. And then you do this sort of pushing back and forth motion. Your right palm goes forward, and their left palm goes back. And that means at the same time, simultaneously, their right palm is going forward and your left palm is going back. So it's almost like a back and forth motion. And it's done for about three minutes. It helps people connect and increase their communication and develop a greater trust and affinity to each other. It helps take us into a more magical relationship. So it can be used both for prevention and they would be very useful. And I've used them for patients that have uh, had marital problems. Now, in your book, you also talk about using these techniques for personal growth. Tell us a bit about that. Sure. You know, really our growth is a measure of how much our brain is working and what is working, how well it's working. From the yogic point of view, there's a lot of our brain that's not working at all, i.e. it's called dormant activity regions that are dormant. And so these different breathing patterns help to awaken them. If you were to breathe in an eight-part breath in through the nose, inhaling and stopping the breath eight times and exhaling in eight parts, eight parts in, eight parts out, that would begin to expand and integrate the mind. 
So there are very simple techniques like that. And then there's much more complex techniques that begin to activate regions of the brain that otherwise have been sleeping. How can our listeners, many of them primary care physicians, maybe not in an urban area, how can they use these sort of techniques in their practices? Well, I sell a DVD or VHS format, for, especially for treating OCD, and I hope to make others for the other disorders. But in fact, in all the major cities in, in the United States, there is somebody who's trained and certified to teach kundalini yoga as taught by Yogi Bhajan. I mean, there's different brands of kundalini yoga out there, but what I'm referring to is the original and what was taught by one master who taught all of these techniques. So every major city has them, and if people do searches for kundalini yoga meditation, they can usually find places that sell videos, DVDs, for different protocols. They're usually not for treating psychiatric disorders, but they're just for general health and well-being and prevention. How can people who are interested in getting your book or DVDs obtain them? You know, my website is www.theinternetyogi.com. They can buy the video through that, either DVD or VHS format. And my advice for buying the book is they either go straight to W.W. Norton and Company and get it, or they buy it from Amazon, which actually Amazon is cheaper. Amazon.com is cheaper. You know, it's 64 different meditation techniques, or actually there's 14 of them in there for couples therapy alone. And there's eight disorder-specific multi-part protocols. So it's just a wealth of knowledge. I'm actually working on a new book for Norton as well at the moment. Now, is there any downside to all of this? Any side effects, any people that would not be appropriate for kundalini yoga meditation? You know, I really can't think of anybody offhand. I mean, there's a lot of people, obviously, that don't want to work on themselves. They don't want to take the responsibility to put themselves through the changes. It's, it's you know, it's like walking. It's the same kind of question I have to give you. If you ask me, is walking dangerous for anyone? I'd say probably not. I'm sure there's some people that, you know, aren't able to. But for the most part, no. I mean, I've taught patients that are in their 80s, you know. Older people that are in age, it's just a matter of which techniques they're taught or which techniques they attempt to practice. You usually can't do something that's going to hurt you to begin with. So there certainly would be no harm in adding this technique to standard traditional Western treatment. No. You know, there's millions of people in this country that practice yoga. And much or almost most of kundalini yoga, at least all the meditation techniques, can be done while sitting in chairs. Most people think, well, I can't do yoga or I can't meditate because they envision sitting in a lotus right. posture you know, with their legs crossed and that unpleasant, impossible posture for most people. <laughs> or they think... My mind is too active. I can't sit and meditate. Well, that's not true. I mean, when they learn the techniques to slow their mind quickly, then they can do all of these techniques. I think it's important for people to understand that the yoga that they see on TV done by celebrities is really just one very specific type of yoga. Yeah, that's usually a brand of hatha yoga. It doesn't include the more sophisticated sorts of techniques. And frequently... Somebody that teaches that will teach one series, an exercise set that maybe has 20 different techniques that's a specific sequence, and they keep doing that over and over and over and over and over again. Now, there's really thousands of different meditation techniques and at least as many physical exercises. So it's a matter of having the techniques that are 
the most efficacious, the most powerful, and the ones that are going to give you the quickest result. Nobody wants to spend their time doing something that doesn't lead to a good result. Well, thank you so much for being on our show today. My pleasure. Thank you. We've been speaking with David Shanahoff Khalsa, who has written the book, Kundalini Yoga Meditation, Techniques Specific for Psychiatric Disorders, Couples Therapy, and Personal Growth. I'm Dr. Leslie Lunt. You've been listening to the ReachMD Book Club on ReachMD XM157, the channel for medical professionals. We welcome your questions and comments, so please visit us at reachmd.com. Our new on-demand and podcast features will allow you to access our entire program library online. If you have ideas for a show or about a book you've just read, please email me at lunt at reachmd.com. Thank you for listening. 